Welcome to episode 168, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yes. Uh, so here in part three, we bring you the nerd news. Yes. Um, but before we get into the episode, I just to share a personal story, a little fireside chat, if you like. Um, <laughs> we talked about, you know, uh, last episode, we talked about the um, um, X-Men Age Apocalypse. Yes. The trailer and how I was like, yeah, I've had it. And I was like, ooh, all jazzed. Well, during the program, the break between episode two and episode three here, I showed Ed another trailer drop this week of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Out of the Shadows. Now, this movie stars the ragtag group of misfits again, and this time they bring in uh, Steve Amell, Arrow himself, as Casey Jones. Yeah. Um, So I I showed it to him, and I, I, okay, I think we talked about it on the show. I liked the reboot. I thought it was cute. It was fun. It was it was adv- adventurous. Ed, not so much. So when we were starting the trailer, I showed him. I had a smile on my face going, this is going to be great. The reason why I thought it was going to be great is because I knew Ed would hate it. <laughs> hate it. Ed? <laughs> hate is not a strong enough word. <laughs> uh, no, what was it about that you didn't hate? What was it about that you hated? It's <laughs> again. It's one of those movies where it's over oversaturated with explosions. It's the typical Michael Bay. I know he's only producing it; he's not directing the movie. Yeah, but still, you figure he's probably, you know he's probably sitting there going, "Is my money? You know what this movie needs? More explosions." <laughs> exactly. I don't care. Dog farts make it explode. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's and got Bebop and Rocksteady in it. That's, that was the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you and, got jokes, huh? <laughs> those two, I have to say, I never really liked them as characters in the oh, show. Really? Yes. Because they were like the comedy relief. And it, it just really made the whole... You know, series goofy. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, I know you gotta, you gotta see Ed's face. Ed's face looks like it, like it's constantly got this stink face. Like, like, <laughs> like it's his stink face is worse. It's not as bad as when I fart. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got this stink face. Like, like he's like this teenage me. Read pile. Get it. So I mean, those two characters are just so goofy and like, I it just it, they just bother me so much because it's just like, I mean, it's just like after a while you'd be like, you don't use those guys anymore. <laughs> it's like it's like giving somebody a job, they're, they're like they give a moron a job to like reprogram this car or this VCR, you know, whatever. Like I'm trying to think of a, I can't even think of a it's, like that's how like frustrated I am with this. <laughs> Okay, they're kind of like you know when you watch like Bugs Bunny cartoon, and they have like the the little boss guy, and then he has his big oaf kind of yeah. size. They're like, okay, boss. Yes, that's, that's what those two were kind of yeah. like. That. What are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Set up this trap, and you know they screw it up somehow. Right. 
you know, and it's just like, oh, they're not going to get it. We gotta, we gotta move the trap over here a little bit, <laughs> and then they they trip the trap themselves, right? And because usually the heroes like Dottie and Michael Andrews kind of standing going, you know, we see the trap. Maybe if you brought it over here a little bit more, it'll work better. That that sounds like a good idea, don't you think, Bebop? I think so, Rocksteady. And they grab the trap and they fall into it. Yes. And then Michelangelo and you know, the guys just kind of go, it's too easy, man. It's too easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so to see those two was like, really? <laughs> I mean, like, I was okay with Casey Jones. At first I was like, really, Stephen Mel? Like, like, all right, you know, that's not a bad pick. Like, you know, like. I never thought of him as being Casey Jones, but I guess with, with the arrow popularity that, you know, why not? Like he's, he, It's yeah. kind of like it's really his first big theatrical movie while being on Arrow. Yeah. If you think about it, I love that mask. I love the hockey sticks and stuff. Looks great. He looks awesome. The only problem I have with that, that trailer, not enough of Mel. <laughs> Need it more Casey Jones. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I can't. So my sister was like, are we going to go see this? Oh, because she really liked the, the the reboot too. Yeah, and I'm like, well, maybe sure. You know, like I'll marry brother sister day to go see Dick Logan, my nephew, go see it <laughs> just for Arrow. That's the only reason. Arrow and what's her face, Megan uh, Megan Fox, like just kind of especially with her scene where she's blatantly tying her shirt into like a schoolgirl outfit yeah. and going. What's that about? You know what? I really don't care. <laughs> like, I, I want to explore that scene a little bit more. Yes. Slow it down a little bit. Analyze it. Like, oh, look at the taut belly of hers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing that's a thumbs down for you theatrical-wise? Yes. All right. I'll bring it over when I get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I mean, again, I brought Teenage Mutant Turtles 2 over. Come on, it was awesome. <laughs> so you watch, kind of like, yeah, all right. Because <laughs> I mean, one day, it's going to be like, you're going to go, you know what? That was way better than the first one. That's, that's... <laughs> I doubt it. Because <laughs> the first one was so bad. This one's just bad. <laughs> Maybe by the third one, it'll be okay. <laughs> By the time we get to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, uh, 27, the turtles go into retirement. <laughs> you know, hey, Ed, you want to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 10? It's turtles in space. <laughs> Maybe a warm-up going, you know, I kind of want to see the turtles in space. Like, do they, can they hold their breath long? I, I got to see what the, uh, like the, the suits look like. <laughs> I've got a curious thing to see like, how they're going to fit around those shells. Yeah, like, and does Megan Fox come with them or Stephen Mel? Like, is Stephen Mel a secret, like a secret astronaut? What, what's what's going on? I don't know. I got questions. And how do Rock Rocksteady and Bebop come back if they got killed three times over the course of ten years? <laughs> All right. I want to I want to start a campaign, a Michael Bay stop campaign. Startchange.org. I'm here to start a petition to get just get Michael Bay just to stop. <laughs> just stop doing everything. He's made this much money over the course of his career. Um, to turn the Transformer movies alone have made him be able to buy a small a small island. Um, probably Manhattan Island at this point. Just just stop. Just stop. Sign your You've name. been enough. Like, yeah. Give another chance to somebody else because. 
you're, you make, you're crushing my childhood here. You're, just, <laughs> you're not even just like killing it. You're crushing it. You're stabbing on it, and laughing on it, being, <laughs> shitting on it. And you're just going. You're gonna buy the next ticket. That's right, sucker. <laughs> you're just gonna watch the next one. Crying your Batman teeth, sheets. You're gonna see it. You're gonna scoot it. Go cry your TMNT bed sheets there, buddy. Guess what I'm gonna do it next week. Next time, I'm gonna change April O'Neil into a dude. <laughs> Casey Jones is gonna be a chick. They're gonna roll reverse. The email is gonna be you know, in Teenage Mutant Turtles three, body swapping. <laughs> Something happens, you know. Next thing you know, Casey Jones is in the body of you know. It's Freaky Friday with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Jones has to adjust with that body while while April O'Neil's trying to adjust with the Casey Jones. <laughs> there, there you have it. <laughs> All right, folks. There, there. That's that's our lead into episode three, where Ed brings us the news. So sit back, relax, and we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio. Tune in and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right, Ed, it is time for the news. It sure is. <laughs> what do you got for us, Ed? All right, well, you know what? Let's let's since we we're talking about Star Wars in the last uh, hour, let's talk about it again. You mean still? Still, yes. All right. Well, actually, better yet, you know that Disney bought Star Wars. They did. <laughs> I did not know that. You have to listen to our secret, secret episode zero to uh, to find out because uh, we talked about it. Wow, many, where, many... Where, you can, where can you find that, Ed? <laughs> you can find it on wordswiththegeeks dot com or iTunes, <laughs> or if you go to the about section of our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. While you're there, give it a like. You can also find it there as well. Okay. Apparently, you know there. Were, you know when Star Wars came out was a huge deal back in nineteen seventy seven. Obviously, yes, right? I was there. Yes. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, other companies were trying to compete with that. Of course, with uh, Star Trek coming out with the motion picture in 1979. Right. Like during when Star Wars came out, there was a resurgence in sci-fi movies causing Star Trek, the motion picture to come out. Um, Alien kind of was 1979. In the summer, yep. Um, it was a scary movie, but it was still kind of a science fiction movie mm-hmm. that most people, you know, before Star Wars, science fiction movies were kind of rid off. Yeah. There was also Battlestar Galactica. There was also um, Space 1999. Right. Um, there was also James Bond in space. Moonraker. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Disney, you know, didn't think they could. Black play. hole. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The black hole. Go ahead. This, Disney, of course, at the time was going to compete against Star Wars. Right. With right. their own movie series. Maximilian. That's right. The black hole. Yes. Of course, now many years later, they they've they've bought Star Wars, and now and now they, they did. Yes. When that happened, <laughs> wow, they must have paid a pretty penny for that. <laughs> 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 All right, so okay, so yeah, they they made the black hole. I remember going seeing it and going, "This is not Star Wars at all." Right, <laughs> and the, the 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 this was their like basically answer to Star Wars. <laughs> The Black Hole was going to be actually a series of movies because okay. Empire Strikes right, Back. Right, the talk right. of Empire Strikes Back was coming out at the time right. after Star Wars. Like you know, there is definitely going to be a second film. You know, I always consider the Black Hole kind of be like 
kids went as a kid. You go see Star Wars. It was this big grand adventure, but then the black hole was a little bit more serious. There wasn't as action adventure ish. Right. It was very cerebral. Yes. And they they they. Um... Please tell me this article is going to end with black hole two. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. Damn. <laughs> a relaunch? A reboot? No. Ah. No, just the fact that that they that this was this was their idea. This was their answer right, to Star, Star Wars? Wars, right? Was the black hole. You know, because they had robots in the movie. Sure, they had a short little robot, Vincent. Yes. And he was dinged up. He was kind of like a beat-up robot. And then there was a, a polished version of him. Well, Vincent was the polished-up version. Okay. And there was a ding-up one. I don't remember the name of it, and it's not here in, uh, in the uh, all right, all explanation right. of, of the story here. Okay, keep going with the story. I but, will Google. But uh, they that actually, this movie was successful. I mean, it, it had a... Uh, 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 it grossed thirty six million dollars in the the thing with a twenty million dollar budget, so it made a profit, a slight profit, but a profit nonetheless. And they they thought that there was going to be a sequel on the in the horizon. Okay. And of course, when Empire Strikes Back came out, that pretty much destroyed <laughs> any thoughts of futuristic movies because how can you beat ah Empire? S- sorry, Bob. Bob. Bob was the dinged up one. Yes, it was Bob Vincent and. Uh, uh yeah, and all right. Of course, Maximilian, as you said, was the, the <clears throat> evil robot in the series, and he was kind of like the Darth Vader figure of the of the uh, series that they were going to flush out his story more, you know, on who he was and and uh, um, you know what what he what he had to do to deal with the whole thing, right? And the idea was that um. Uh, once they went through the black hole, that there was going to be a whole other dimension, and they were oh so. That's right. They did go through a black hole, yes. didn't they? Yes. I don't. Well, that... the the evil ship did. They the right, the right, survivors right. like escaped at the last minute. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But this was this was basically the first time that they did digital effects. Like this is okay. Black hole is one of the one of the credits that they can give to you that did digital effects. I mean, they did a lot of more practical effects because uh, Disney Imagineers, when they were developing this story, you know, doing the special effects that that. They were more into practical, so that's why they, you know, stuck with those. Right. But special effects wise, they were like the the top at the time. But you know, against Star Wars. <laughs> okay. You know, I always got to put that in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, I just thought it was fascinating. Uh, you okay. Know, fascinating read. So I'll, so it uh, wasn't really more news, more so it was of of a hey, guess what? Yeah. Article. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Comes in there going. What's the news? Is it, uh, are they bringing back Black Hole? Are they gonna? Because now knowing that, fucking relaunch it. Yeah, do it again. You know what? Maybe it didn't work the first time, but now it could. You figure you get the right director. You kind of use the same kind of plot and bing, bang, boom. Instead of waiting till the end of the movie to kind of throw them through the black hole, right. have it happen like halfway through. Yeah, that way you know you can kind of get the this is what would have happened thing in the in the original trilogy kind of thing. Right, and then. Start off from there. Yeah. Like, yeah I, would definitely, I would like to see Maximilian back up on the big screen. Yeah. I always liked him. <laughs> I, as, like, as far as, like, you know, like, as a kid, I liked R2. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the black hole going, I didn't like Bob or Vincent, but I really gravitated toward Maximilian. Yes. Like, I was, like, the big menacing red robot with blades spinning. You're going, that's cool. Like, that's what would happen to R2 if he had steroids. Like, you know. <laughs> Uh, All right, so what else you got there in the news? Uh, well, this is good for local Philadelphians, this this next story. Um, it doesn't have to do with Rocky? No, it does not. Oh. Um, 
you 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 enjoy Legos, don't you? Uh, yes. All right. Well, they're going to bring Legoland to Philadelphia. Get out of town, really? <laughs> really? Yes, Legoland chain has announced it will open uh, its ninth U.S. location about 15 miles northwest of Philadelphia in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Get the hell out of here! I well, not because it's it's right here in black wow. and white. Wow. Yes. So um, basically, it's going to have. Uh, there's going. You think you can have parties there if you want? They're going to have major displays of of Legos. Please, please tell me it's going to happen within the next two years. Well, the 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 groundbreaking uh, starts uh, next year, and it's spring of 2017. Is the uh, opening day of uh, of 2017? Yes, that's a year and a half. Like a year, year, year and a half away. Oh, oh, my birthday's in the spring. There you go. Oh, dude, we're so gonna go to Legoland for my birthday. <laughs> I'm having a big birthday party at Legoland. How? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Be fabulous. <laughs> So yeah, so you like I said, there's and, you know, of course you could buy things as you're there. Of course, yeah, but uh, yeah. So, I wonder uh, if I can get Lego Dimensions cheaper there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like going right to the source. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, Plymouth Meeting. That's not far. No, it's not. God, it's not that far from us. So uh, you know, I think uh, we're going to do a Geeksers road trip uh, when it finally uh, opens. I, and, well, uh, podcast in the parking lot. That's right. <laughs> we'll just set it up in the hood of my car, and we'll just kind of sit there and talk. Going, we'll interview people as they walk out. So, what you think of Lego? Did you like it? Did you? Did, was there a spot where like you were had to walk barefoot through a bunch of Legos? <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, it's going to be great. Lego. Yeah, so, anybody in the Philadelphia area? Lego Land in Plymouth Meeting. Nice. Nice. All right. All right, I'm in. All right. I mean, I'm going. Okay. We're going? We're going. All right. Definitely going to be there for that. All right, what else you got? Um, You know, people, celebrities have been asked several times, you know, like, what's your best favorite film? Or, you know, I, I get like, asked all the time, man. Yeah, no, I, I get that <laughs> all the time. What was, what was the best movie of 2015, according to you? Uh, Barack Obama was asked this question. I thought you said celebrities, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what what movie did he say was so the best of 2015? The best movie of 2015 for him was The Martian. Uh, see, I'm kind of... All right. Okay. I'm going to say because he... Uh, all right. All right. Not having read his article, I'm yeah. sure they give you the reason why he says that one. Right? Don't do that. I'm I'm trying to find it real quick as you're okay. sticking your hand in my face. Yes. Because I'm like, Ed, 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 wait, wait. Because this is what I think his response will be. It is a it shows the endearing human spirit to rescue one person from another, regardless of race, religion, or color. In a variation, yes. Really? Yes, it's it's the endearment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, pretty much. I mean, I'm not, yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they reworded it a little bit, but yeah, that's well, pretty much exactly. I, I'm not present. I don't have writers for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, so uh, that is a very politically correct response for a president to have. Right. It makes it, you know, it's it's the whole, look at all of us putting aside our differences to save a human being millions of miles away. That shows the, the the human spirit, how we will endure and how we will survive. Right. Of course, it did come into question the fact that, of course, since The Martian is about space travel oh. and his major budget cuts for the NASA. NASA, forever. like, yo, dude, if you like The Martian so much, why don't you put a little money, a little something, something back in the pockets of NASA <laughs> to get our asses out there? 
And it, we'll, the, the, there's no response to that. Of so, course not, know. because you know, someone took a fluff piece and tried to make it serious. Yes. Um, all right, so now if I was president. If you were president. I'd be like, Jurassic World. Really? You know, and be like, really, Mr. President? Not, not the Martian? Like, look, it's great and all. Human people, you know, blah, blah. But come on. Di- giant dinosaurs eating the fuck out of other people? How awesome was that? Right. Like, come on. That final scene with the Tyrannosaurus Rex is fighting that guy and the Velociraptors all fight. Like, you want to talk about people from completely different worlds joining together to beat a common enemy. You know, like, when have you ever saw a Velociraptor and a Tyrannosaurus Rex ever get along? Right. And then all of a sudden, here's a bigger threat, and they work together to overthrow that threat? That's pure genius. That's that's the human condition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that movie's the best movie of 2015. And they, and they think Tomorrowland is a close second because that's Michelle Obama's favorite movie of 2015. Okay. That- I, again, I did. Again, it's probably one of those things like, look what we could do. If, what, look what we could accomplish if we put aside petty differences and get the greatest minds together and look at the advancements that we could have in human technology. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, safe bets. What was your favorite movie of 2015? Ooh. I mean, I, I'm, my personal favorite wasn't Jurassic World, by the way. I'm just saying, like, if I was president, I'd come up with a wacky comment. I would have to say, uh, I don't know if this is 2015 or not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy? That was last year. Right? That was last year. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't have one. No. <laughs> that was my favorite film of twenty. That was my favorite film of twenty fifteen because I didn't care about any other movie. Uh, my favorite film of twenty fifteen is going to be Star Wars Episode Seven. Of course. <laughs> oh, oh look at that! Brucha. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually, if you, okay, if we have to go back and uh, look at uh, the past year so far. Uh, besides Star Wars, you know, we will we'll do this. We'll give me your answer now, but we'll wait for the. We'll do like our year end review kind of thing, yeah. and we'll talk about like maybe what our favorite stuff was over the course of two thousand fifteen as we look forward to two thousand sixteen. Yeah, all right. Um, I mean, I'd have to say it's. I mean, even though it wasn't uh, as good as everybody, you know, a lot of critics had a lot of, uh, you know, iffies about it. Was uh, Avengers uh, Age of Ultron? Ultron? Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. Just because uh, other people don't like it. it's what's your favorite movie in twenty fifteen? Um. Hmm. What about you? That's a tough one. Um, I want to say the Intimidation game, but I think that came out twenty fourteen as well. <laughs> uh, I did like that one a lot. Yeah. Was... Um. I, I don't know. Like, I I really really like, I like The Martian. I mean, having doing the show and having to do a movie review right. or doing a movie review almost every week because I go see a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um. So I rave about some, and I go, I don't really. The only movie I really slammed this year was Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, but my favorite movie, like, to me, a, a, your favorite movie would be something that you could watch over and over and over again, like uh, at nauseum. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of tough. I mean, probably, uh, I, I guess I did like The Martian, but I wouldn't say it. my favorite of the year. I really, I really, really like Creed. Okay. So far, that might be my pick for 2015 favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we didn't see Star Wars, so I think that, you know, the geek in us are going to be like, what was your favorite movie, Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I also really enjoyed Ant-Man. You know, yeah, I forgot all about that one. I mean, that was a, that was really... Well, if you forgot about it, it can't be your favorite movie. movie right? <laughs> That's true. It would resonate with you. Yes. Um that's the thing, though. I mean, my memory with with certain movies because I I see like like now I, I go on TV and I'm I'm flipping through like the guide and I see a movie that I know was just recently made 
and I look at the date, and it's not. It's like 2013 or 2012, <laughs> and you're like. I kind of remember it like maybe last year, not like that many years ago, you know, like, well, I, I completely get what you're saying. Cause like when I'm looking at movies, uh, Avengers, the first one is 2012. Yeah. You know, and if you want to do Iron Man, let's see, let's go back to Iron Man. The first one, 2008, 2008. So we're coming up, you know, we're almost two years away from that movie being 10 years old. Yeah. You know, like, that's creepy, weird. Like, I remember watching that movie going, oh, my God, this is an amazing movie. This is everything a comic book movie should be. And then Marvel just goes, oh, oh, you think so? Here's another one. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, you, you here you go. Here's another one. Yeah. Now, not all of them, imper- like, to me, Iron Man and was almost a perfect movie. Almost. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure there's like, somebody going, well, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. I'm like, as a person who didn't like Iron Man in the comic books, who thought only reason why he actually went I was going to pass that movie completely until they they told you know RDJ was cast yeah to me like he made that movie and it was like uh, you know he he took a nobody character in my world right. and propelled it into this like oh my god I, he's awesome like I can't see anybody else there's going to come a time where we're going to be like he's going to be like oh who's your favorite Iron Man you know <laughs> like is it this guy this guy or this guy yeah, you know, because sooner or later he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm done. Let's hand the mantle off to somebody else." Because he's in his fifties at this point. Right. You know, let's give it to a younger guy. You know, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be a different world. We start seeing the characters a different world. Different world. Beloved characters that we know will uh, fade away because of uh, different. Uh, I was putting my my bag char- of yeah. Twix unwrapped bites away. There we go. All right, what else? Um. Were you a Hercules fan when Kevin Sorbo was uh, no. in the reins? All right. Well, this is going to be a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw some of the TV movies, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't really – I wasn't glued to my – like one – because it was on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. It was like the Hercules Xena. Yeah. I was more a Xena fan, obviously, because I'm a guy. Um, I did remember watching some Hercules and enjoying it, but mm-hmm. I never was rushing out going, oh, what time's – oh, Hercules on. Let me go watch yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Okay. Before. Well, this has nothing really to do with Hercules, so oh, okay. it's nothing too bad. But Kevin Sorbo is is Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I mean, well, there, you know, there's a research. It's, I mean, you know, we have Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is the same group of guys who you know came up with Hercules and Zena. yeah, Sam Raimi's brother. Yeah, Sam yeah. Raimi, Tim, Tim, Tim so, Raimi, or no. uh, Rob Tapper. Okay, yeah, those yes, guys. Those guys. They, you know, of course. So they're 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 bringing a new project with Kevin Sorbo and in the the uh, lead character role. Let, let it be like you know Hercules two thousand. <laughs> like come on, think about it. Hercules in the modern world. Yeah, saving like going from place to place, saving people. Nope. Oh, all right, what is it? It's a show called Miracle Man, and uh, Sony Pictures uh, TV is at the production of it, and it's going to be it's going to center around uh, Kevin Sorbo's uh, Jason Green is the character's name. A noble army ranger that sees his time in Afghanistan, and when it comes to a halt, when he almost gets killed, is haunted by the experience. His return home isn't exactly going soothing, and his wife left him. And his okay. adult barely. What? So far, it sounds like Rambo. <laughs> okay, a little more. A little more. You know, and and his adult son who barely knows him, who he is, but he gets a gift. And he performs small miracles for, for people. Like, hey, kid, let me watch you pull a dime out of your ear. <laughs> <laughs> watch me saw this woman in half. 
pick a card, any card. <laughs> is that kind of miracle? Well, no. These are these are miracles that are going to affect people's lives. It's not going to be oh. like major events oh, that he's okay. going to cha- transform or change. But there's small little things that are significant to people that could change their lives. Okay, so it's kind of like Rambo mixed with Touched by an Angel? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, if you want to put it that black and white, then yes. Uh, that's exactly it. I mean, okay, but it's not like, oh my God, he's not healing the sick or, or nah, letting nah. this bringing sight to the blind or anything like that. Nah. But it's like, oh my God, uh, my boss is an evil prick. He laid me off and I have you know four mouths to feed and... And this guy, you know, the, the my boss is an evil person, so he provides leverage. Exactly. You know, he, <laughs> he helps them find a way, you know, and next thing you know, that guy who is struggling now becomes the CEO of that company while his boss gets kicked out on his ass because he's an evil person. Is that, that, that kind of... That's pretty much, you know... Really? Could be something. I mean, that's not in that, you know, vein of the story, but that's the idea, you know. <laughs> like, okay. oh my God, it's a miracle. You got my job back and you gave me a promotion. Right. Oh my God, you, you ruined a complete other person's life. <laughs> You're no hero. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Kevin Serbo. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I have... <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a new catchphrase now. Damn you, Kevin Sorbo! <laughs> Nothing to do with it. All right, what else you got? Uh, Gremlins. Were you a fan of the movie? I love that movie. How about Gremlins Two, the next batch? Yeah, it was okay. It's okay. All right. Well, apparently, Gremlins Three is happening, and it's not a reboot. Confirms by Zach Gillingon. I, I I saw this article. Okay. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, wait, I'm up here. Okay. <laughs> he wrote a treatment for Gremlins 3. It wasn't a sequel. It wasn't a reboot. It was a, not, and it wasn't a reimagining. It was a, a, almost a direct sequel. Well, he, he, this, the Zach Gillian, Gilligan is, uh, it was at an, attending an, uh, a, a, a screening of the first movie at the Prince Charles Cinema. Okay. I don't know where that is. Doesn't say. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And that, that that Chris Columbus has come out to say that the film is very near and dear to his heart. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. This Chum Barkles. Yeah, I'm, I'm like all over the place here because uh, I think Joe Dante directed. Yes, you're right. <laughs> well, Gillian Gilligan was the star of the 1984 yeah. hit. You yeah, know? and they they he was were Billy. Yes, and he's he's hoping to be back into the film. Of course, because he has a new career since then. <laughs> so. They're th- that they that they're close to making this like finally come to a version they're working on. He's hoping. Yes, it's one of those things like I haven't worked in the business since Gremlins Two. I'm sorry, since Waxworks, which was a great movie. Yeah, I haven't really. I'm, I'm kind of down out of my luck. And since Jurassic World and Star Wars and Terminator, they're all making their resurgence. That's right. It's so time. Why not Gremlins? Why not, you know, grab, strike while the iron's hot in this nostalgia era to bring back Gremlins. Gremlins 3, bring back Billy. He, we, What happened to Billy? Is him and Phoebe Kate still going out together? Like, what's going on? And is is there anything of what he... Because apparently he wrote a treatment, which is called like a, a kind of like an idea for what the movie could be about. You know, it doesn't say in this article... Um, uh, just that you know, of course, like like you said, there's a resurgence. Of course, Jurassic World, 
you know, where it could be told 30 years later. And that's p- the point of this. The fact is it's going to be like a 30 years later. And, the, you know, like what, what what happens to the gremlins and what's going on with them. And uh, that he hopefully will be starring in this movie or have a part in this movie. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. I'm looking here because I'm trying to find Here it is. I'm trying to find. He actually had an idea of what. Uh, let's see. I really wish I had this article. It's not going to be a reboot. It'll be, it will not be a remake in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the third film will continue a series left off 20, 25 years ago. Okay. Um, let's see. He actually, apparently in his eyes, mm-hmm. the one thing that he wrote was, you know what? Screw it. It doesn't matter at this point. Basically, roughly, and I really wish you could find the article, roughly what he said was that he wrote an idea where the gremlins actually kind of morph into a giant gremlin huh. and terrorize a neighborhood. And I'm sitting there going, nobody would buy tickets for this. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm curious to see what Gizmo's doing now. I mean, it's been 22 years later. Maybe he settled down, got a family, little Gizmos, you know, maybe... He's bored, splashes some water on his back to have a family. I, I don't know, you know, but it, it's one of those like, uh, would you, would you see Gremlins three? No, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, after seeing two, it was kind of like it was it was a flop. I mean, because they, they did talk about the earnings. They it earned one hundred fifty million. The first one and under under uh, should be earned one hundred fifty three million. The first one, okay, which would be around three hundred fifty million today's thing with a budget of eleven million dollars. So it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit, yeah, huge right. hit. So Gremlins two, of course, emerged in nineteen ninety, and it flopped. It made only forty one million dollars with a fifty million million dollar budget. So it it didn't make. So here is more money to make another movie, movie, and no one no one liked it. Yes, I mean that first one's beloved. I, I mean, there is nothing. I mean, but it's also very dark. It's not. I mean, it is. It is not a, a kids' movie I, to me in any sense. No, it's very, it's very um, mischief horror kind of thing. Because yes. if you think about it, the girl Phoebe Cates' character hates Christmas because her dad snapped his neck while trying to slide down the chimney, <laughs> you know, and died in the chimney. Like s- s- Christmas is ruined for this girl forever. Yes. And here's Billy, you know, who's like, I get a mugwai, mugwai. And then shit happens, and people get killed, and, you know, there's a big face-off between Stripe and Gizmo, and, you know, it's 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 battle of good versus evil. Yeah. God versus the devil, Ed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All wrapped up in a cute, fuzzy, little, big-eyed Yoda-looking thing. <laughs> and what else you got there in the news, Ed? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yes. You know, he... Known personally. Yes. Well, Hateful Eight's coming out. Yes, it is. I will definitely expect my movie review from that fucker. That's right. Well, he's talking what he's going to do after that finally hits the theaters. Okay. um, What is it, Ed? (laughs) Have no clue, do you? I I have a guess because I saw something scroll by on my feed once. If if you could guess, what do you think it would be? Uh, Kill Bill 3. No. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> that is not it. So what is it? He wants to write for other media other than movies. Okay. All right. Okay. So far. Well, I mean, I know he did do the CSI episode. 
because he was a huge CSI fan, so yeah. he wrote and directed a, a season cliffhanger, mm-hmm. called a season episode. Right. Um, okay. Right. Well, he depends on how well this movie does. The Hateful Eight? The Hateful Eight, right. I'm going to say it's going to be a hit, but go ahead. Right, right. Well, you know, everybody assumes that. And then I think it's I, fair to say it's going to be a short bet that this will be a success. Django Unchained was awesome. Um, what do you call it? Glorious Bastards. Every movie I've ever seen of his, phenomenal movie. So right. I'm going to say Hateful Eight is going to be right up there. Right. Well, he wants to maybe make a theatrical version of The Hateful Eight. Uh, you mean as in play? Yes. Okay. Because theatrical version to a lot of people would be like in the movie theaters. Right. Well, that's, looking, that's that's what they they wrote they wrote here. Like they assumed that you would know it's a play, but because they, it took add, me a because they, of, add, they added an E to it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They gave it the schwa, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he would like to see other other actors play these characters. Okay. And so that's the best way to do it at this point is to to have a play and have like maybe famous actors come in. To, you know, because you know shows can run for years. Sure, sure, you know? sure. So maybe you know, uh, you know the the, the character that that uh, is a uh, uh, crap. I can't think. Kurt of Kurt Russell's character. Kurt Russell's character could be played by Harrison Ford, or you possibly. Know, uh, I do know from what I understand about the movie, it all takes place at one location, yeah. in a room, basically. Yeah. So you can have a a one a Broadway play set in one room. It becomes like my dinner with Andre, except with violence. Yes. You know, um, uh, okay, sure. I mean, any, I mean, Christ, Bruce Willis right now is performing on Broadway in a, 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 a theatrical version of Misery, for God's sakes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Sean, you should be doing the news. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind of, like... I can see any movie turning to a play if it's done right. Right. You know, so I mean, uh, okay. One of the other one of the other ones that he was thinking about, of course, <clears throat> was Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs could also work as a as a play too, because the majority of it takes place in one room. Yeah. Like, and I, I granted, you don't have to have a, a play resonate in one room, mm-hmm. but to me, it, it kind of works better. I mean, obviously with the with the theater, you can change scenery and stuff like that, but. To me, plays work better when there's only one setting, one and, and, set for the maybe for once uh, act of the film. Because usually, a film, I mean, theater for, for play, there's usually like three acts. Right. Yeah, but you can have all three acts in in set in one room because yeah. when you go to the theater, it's about the characterization of people. It's not you don't have to be blown away by special effects or. You know, like, oh, my God, there's this huge explosion. Like, you want to see that on the big screen in the movies. Mm. But I always felt like theater was more character story-driven. Yes. And you can actually have that just based in a room with two people talking or feeling that the ta- the, the, the you can taste the the tension in a room when, when you're doing act, live acting. Well, like, uh, the last play I saw was uh, Chicago with my wife. Uh-huh. And uh, you did it again, did you? I'm doing it every weekday. Okay. Must be a new thing now. Anyway, uh, I saw this movie. I saw the play Chicago was based on the movie, uh, the same name. You know? I, okay, you do realize the movie was based off the play. All right. <laughs> no, I did not. Really, you didn't know Chicago was a Broadway hit before they made it into with Richard Gere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you look. You learned something. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not only my thing. I mean, you know, like you know, fair my, enough. Fair my enough. wife, my wife wanted to see it, and I'm like, you know what? I'll be. I seen the movie. I'm kind of interested to see what right. it's like. Now, look at it. There was no scenery. 
I mean, it was all it was all a black kind of stage, and there was bars. So oh, okay. the way they would do it is they would like if it was a prison scene, they would have more lighting that would look like bars. Right, that they were hiding behind, and you know they would have this conversation between bars when you know when uh, uh, Quentin, uh, Queen Latifah's character, I don't uh, whatever her character's name, is talking to uh, you know the, the girls. Right, they're, you know she does that song. They're behind bars, but it's like. It, but the lighting makes it look like the, it, the 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 shadows of the lights make the shadow look like bars. Exactly. So that they're standing on a big stage. They're not really behind a fake jail cell. cell. Right. You have to you have to let your imagination fill in those blanks of going. They're behind bars. How do I know? Because I can see the lights look like bars. Bars, right? Gotcha. So that's that's the kind of that's the kind of imagery that 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 gave us all lighting. As it was the scenery, like, right? Like it was like, the way they did the lights for everything in the, in the movie. <clears throat> that like you know it changed into that big stage where they're doing the big dance right. numbers, and you feel like you're in that like Chicago <laughs> club, right. watching this dance scene unfold. You know, and it's like the light, the state, the the uh, uh, floor of the stage lights up like, right. with the the uh, iridescent white white glows and. You know, kind of thing, and you're like, "Wow, it's impressive." And then it turns to a black floor when it's a prison scene. Right. It makes that difference. And then, like, off to the side, there was kind of like an office, and that would be where you know, like, uh, where, where the co- where the uh, detective scenes would right. happen. You know, like, and that's it was it was interesting that way because it was like there was no desk. You know, it was just like a chair, and that's, gotcha. Like that was the only prop that they used through the, okay. the play, and I was like, "Wow, it's kind of you know fascinating to see right. that." You know. But that's like something like uh, beginning back to Hateful Eight is the fact <laughs> is, is that that's something they they could do. It's just like it's just a little room, sure, you know, sure. They have much props and so. But but Quentin just says he wants to write plays. <laughs> well, that's that's because he says though it depends how he feels after how successful Hateful Eight is, and it, like could he like if if people saw this movie and go, I would like to see a play version of. Like I would see it as a play in Broadway. Well, like, like could you know? Like... Right, you got to see if there's an audience for right. it. Right. Um, I, I think well, Quentin Tarantino is a very eclectic person. Yes. From everything I've seen, like he obviously loves the exploitation films, and he always brings. Like I'm sure if you sit him down and hey, when he explains the Hateful Eight, he's going to say, "I love this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and that movie." When I was a kid. And I, I wanted to make a movie like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why, like, Django Unchained is basically a retelling of the Django Unchained movies that I saw in the, in the 70s. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm sure for him, because he at one point was going to have the Vega Brothers, which was um, the Michael Manson's character from Reservoir Dogs and, what do you call it? Elton John, John Travolta's <laughs> character from Pulp Fiction, they're brothers and they're supposed to have their own story. Yeah. I know Elton John would be a better Vince Vega. <laughs> uh, that would be a fascinating movie. <laughs> I, I would be like, yeah, I want to see a sequel to that one. <laughs> but they never made that movie because the guys got too old. Because Quentin Tarantino gets, he's kind of like an ADD kind of character yeah. where he gets so laser focused on something. And then at a moment's notice, he can get derailed. Right. You know, because he was like, I'm making this movie, making this movie, making this movie. Oh, no, 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 I'm making this one. Right. Because it did say that he kind of wanted to stop making movies after 10 movies. Like, like Yeah, he always said that. To 10 movies, he was done. Yeah. And is this the 10th one? I thought it was already 10. I thought there was 10 movies. Like, I don't know. I don't know his list of... I mean, I know his movies, but I can't, like, rattle them off, like, 10 of the, you know, movies. Well, I mean, I know he was in a bunch of movies. Quentin Tarantino. Here you go. Ready? Ready. I'm going to give you his, uh, his, basically his credits as a director. Mm -hmm. Um, 
come on. All right, you got going backwards. Uh-huh. Now, him just doing, like, I don't consider, do you consider Grindhouse a Quentin Tarantino movie? Like, do you consider wow. Death, Death Proof a Quentin Tarantino movie? Like, okay, obviously, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, yeah. Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, that's mm-hmm. already five. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a special guest director in Sin City, so I don't count that one. Right. He directed two episodes of crime, uh, CSI. I don't count, count that, that one. Right. Do you count Death Proof? I would. Okay. Then you have that. That's six. And after that was Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, and The Hateful Eight. So he's that. That'd be nine films. films right. So he has one more in yeah, him, yeah. apparently, according to him. And after he does ten movies, he's done. Yeah. It depends. Like some people might go, Death Proof doesn't count because it was a a double feature with him and you know um, Robert Rodriguez. Yes. So maybe it's like it's like it's like the um, Doctor Who thing. Is he the eleventh Doctor or the twelfth Doctor? <laughs> Do you consider this a a uh, Quentin Tarantino movie or a dual directors thing? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, but just because he stops directing movies, he can still write them because he's written a lot of a yeah. lot of great movies. Yeah. You know, I mean, not only the movies that he wrote, but he also wrote. Um, from Dust Till Dawn, he wrote Four Rooms, at least one segment. He wrote Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. He wrote um, True Romance. Yeah, that was a great movie. You know, so it's like, all right. He's acted in 34 movies, too, by the way. Wow. Yeah, all right. Anyway, so, uh, all right, you know what? An artist should not be um, shackled to one type of medium. Yeah. Like, if he wants to write books, let him write books. If he wants to direct TV, let him, like... Like, I kind of feel like a um, person of his kind of vision, mm-hmm. I think, lends well to movies and probably will lend well to theater. I don't know if it would lend well to TV. I mean, obviously, the CSI thing was a special thing. Yeah. But I can't see a TV show, you know, created and directed by Quentin Tarantino on ABC. Mm-hmm. It would definitely have to be a Netflix or an HBO show because of of, of his kind of work, body of work. Yes. I don't really see like, hey, the number one family movie, a film of all time, is directed and written by Quentin Tarantino. I, I don't know if he has that muscle in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I uh, we'll guess we'll we'll have to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you will know my review because I am planning on seeing Hateful Eight. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, what else you got in news? All right, the well, I got plenty of time, so let's do this one. Yeah, don't worry, I got, I'm looking at the clock. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah. You were you're wondering like how well they're going because you said that the last hour you know you we talked about you know X Men Apocalypse uh, yes. and yes. you said oh I get excited for Star Super Spider Man but then yes. of course you're, you're back I, your mind I'm already in my head I'm going oh my god yes another Spider Man movie yes 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 and then there's yeah. the other part of me going oh no another Spider Man movie yeah. like, <laughs> like like all right so they gave you the the, the feel of this movie to uh, to give you an idea of what this movie is going to really be about. Oh, so they kind of gave you the synopsis already? They're not giving you a synopsis. They're just giving you, like... What the vibe? Like, what we play? Oh, it's going to be fun. Like, you know, like, with... with, uh... (laughs) Lots of laughs and some action. Winter Soldier was, like, a political thriller. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man were veered to more to, like, a... A heist flicks. A comedy kind of thing. Doctor Strange will have a lot of horror elements into it. Right, right, right. That's the kind of thing. So it's Spider-Man, they go, well, this is this is the kind of idea, like the the, the feeling you're going to get for this movie, All right? And the motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> and they the best way they could sum it up was 
a John Hughes movie. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, don't get me wrong. I like John Hughes movies. Breakfast Clubs, one of my favorites. Six yeah. and Candles. Um, then you get into the Home Alone. Classic, yes, but I... I just can't see Spider-Man at some point grabbing his face going, ah, you know, <laughs> and by the same time, I can't see him grab a pair of panties in a, a bathroom and hold them up in front of a crowd of people. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> Tom Holland, Tom Holland compared the movie to an independent film, uh, to the daily beast specifically though, the exploration of Peter Parker's life, as he puts it, one of the special things about what's, we're going to create is that you're really going to see the biggest independent film ever. Okay. All right. I, 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 to him, an independent movie usually based more on characterization. Right. Like the, the building of a character rather than the flash of a big budget movie. Right. It's not going to be an, an epic thing. It's going to be a film surrounding uh, about him and his life. It's basically what you're going to say. Like, like oh, angst God. of his life. Oh, hold on. I got to rub my eyes. Oh, God. So, so based on what I just told you, how do you, how confident do you feel about seeing this movie? Not at all. Really? I mean, look, there's always going to be that part of me that's going to go, okay, Spider-Man movie, I'm in. Um, yes, there are some very good human elements in Spider-Man. The duality of his life, the trying to balance, you know, like... If he's since he's so young, because he is a teenager playing mm-hmm. Spider-Man, um, I kind of feel like maybe he's not really just getting it just yet. Like you're about to be in Winter Soldier for maybe a little bit, maybe fifteen twenty minutes out of the movie. I, Civil I don't know. War. Civil War. Sorry, what did I say? Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Sorry, Civil War. I didn't see him in that film. Um, I did. I see Spider-Man everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see somebody wearing red and blue, I think Spider-Man. Um. So, I mean, you don't know what kind of role he's going to play in Civil War and how that's going to, like, is the events of that movie going to carry over into his standalone movie or is it just going to be like a, you figure they're going to have to at some point. Like, it's going to have to because Marvel is kind of helping Sony to kind of do their Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So, but I can't see, like, I don't know. I just, I can't see Spider-Man Unless he's trying to say there, going that the drama of the movie is Spider-Man trying to live his dual life the best he can, mm. which has been the the whole main theme of the comic book anyway. Yeah, where it's like I'm Spider-Man here, I am in school trying to learn. You know, I have to. I have a math test today, but oh no, Doc Ock is tearing across. You know, tearing apart the city. I have to stop him and get back in time to do my test. The pressure is killing me. Right. Like I can never seem to catch up. I just want a day off. Just give me a day off. But when I had that day off, my Uncle Ben died. So now I'm wracked by guilt. With great power comes great responsibility. So now I have to save that family and be late to work and possibly lose my job. But I'm doing what's right for the right reasons. Yeah. So John Hughes elements in there. But there better be some fighting. There better be some whip <laughs> swinging. Because, I mean, I don't want it to be like a teen angst movie you won't, you won't see him until he's Spider-Man until the end of the movie. You know, like, I, you know, he puts, finally puts on the mask, and you're like, really? I waited two and a half hours for this? He like, puts on the mask, webs off, and, is, and there's a big like dissolve of like the big uh, fish eye goes, zoink, and in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> As you're... 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does it. As he just swings by. And credits. You see Sean with his popcorn drop it with mouth gates open (laughs) going... What the fuck was that? Uh, I, I, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, Amazing Spider-Man had more action. I mean, I and think, that was a turd. I think he just means, like, as far as the other movies where I don't think they really developed Pete as a character. Yeah. They kind of just, here, you're Spider-Man. There was no real drama behind with the mask off. Yeah. So maybe I'm hoping that maybe that's what he's talking about. But he's a kid, so maybe just, he has problems with his words. Yeah. Ugh, oh, boy. What else you got there, Ed? A bad idea. Um, okay. Uh, if you wanted to we save... We had that bad idea four years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you were a video game company... Okay. And you wanted to become the forefront. Like, you wanted to, like, fight against the two major entities and and, and, and develop something better than ever. Okay. okay, so you're saying, here I am, alone in my room, thinking of stuff. How do I beat play Sony and Microsoft? Yes. And Nintendo? No, Nintendo is the... You're Nintendo. Oh, I'm Nintendo. You're Nintendo. And I'm thinking, what's the next big thing that I can get the one up on, on these two yes. guys? What's my what's my big move? Yes. Okay, I have a good idea, but I don't know what's, what's in that article. It's not, but go ahead. I love, I love to hear these. <laughs> they make me laugh. Okay, well, you, you're going to... Sure, you laugh now, but you're going to be like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, imagine a console. That uh-huh. attaches to your TV, right? Uh-huh. And you play your video games. Uh-huh. Then the time comes and you need to go off to work. Yeah. You can actually take a cartridge or um, a little platform from that unit, take with you, and that game is still playable on that handheld device. Yeah. So that you can actually ride the bus, play your video game as you're on your way to work. Right. On the way back, you come home. You, you It's you know like, like kind of the size of a 3DS. Mm. You take that. You pop it into this unit, like a la like old VHS tape kind of thing. Yeah. Lower the thing down into it, and it, the memory on that thing f- goes onto the hard drive, so you can actually continue your game from that spot on. Yeah. That's Not my even idea. close. Well, what do you think of my idea? <laughs> That's a nice idea. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, uh, they've been talking about that idea for decades now, right? right? I, I, and it's never happened. Never, it? probably never will. But go ahead. Right. So, what was what's Nintendo's big big move? Nintendo wants to, you know, really show the Wii U. Like they really want to bring that forward. And the re- the thing they're going to do is they're going to relaunch the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Okay. All right. All they right. want to show the HD aspect of their system by re repolishing a game and re-releasing. Yes. It. Instead of making a brand new game. Yes. Okay. Um, it's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you know what? But see, there's, this, there's again, with, there's been a resurgence of old video games coming. See, here's the problem. They remastered a bunch of games when it came to PS4 and the Xbox One came out. Like Tomb Raider. They remastered for Tomb Raider. Yeah. And it sold pretty well. Then they did Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is selling pretty well. Um, Nintendo does the same thing with some of their games. Like, hey, you know what? Here's um, Ocarina of Time, but yeah. you can only play it on the PS on the 3DS because yeah. the game was so fucking small that it fits on that little disc, you know, yeah. that little cartridge. cartridge that you can carry with you. You don't need to make a high-def thing. But now they're going to do it with the Twilight Princess? Yes. I, I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, But the thing is, there's no new... Because uh, 
This came out, of course, the days of when the Wii console came out and GameCube was on its way out. Right. So they made it for both. It was a duality game that you could buy it for the GameCube or the, the Wii U. Okay. Or the Wii, right, excuse right. me. And that thing. So now they figured we're going to rehash it now. So you're not going to get anything new. No new boards. No new subplots. It's the same game. It's that the same you, game, just polished up. Polished up. And the only thing that they're they are adding something though. I have to say that they are adding something. They're adding the fact that they're going you're going to use the amiibo figures. How they're being used, they don't know. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo is so desperate to try to get this amiibo thing working. They want it to be the next Skylander stuff. Where you're yeah. now at being in the video game business, mm-hmm. you know, at least the retailer end, those amiibos do fly off the shelves. Yeah. They are this year's Beanie Baby. You know, as far as they do a limited run, people buy them up, and then they either open them up to play in the game or they just let them collect dust. But here's the problem: if you buy an amiibo figure and you're letting it collect dust, you're not implementing it into the into the game, which is why they designed it in the first place. Right. Like um, a, what coworker has a Super Mario Maker, and you can actually take those Amiibo figures, put it in the Super Mario Maker, mm-hmm. and then when you hit a brick and the little there's a mushroom comes up with a question mark on it, when you hit that mushroom, you become an eight bit version of that Amiibo. Like I was playing, I, I was a eight bit version of Pikachu's. I was like, oh look at me, I'm Pikachu. Didn't know how we play the game anymore. It was just Pikachu playing a Super Mario Brother, you yeah. know, Super Mario level. And I'm just like, okay, it's cute and all, but it really doesn't, like, I don't have his powers. Right. Like, to me, it'd be like, if you're going to use the Amiibo figure to implement into a game, give them the powers of that Amiibo figure. Like, Pikachu should be able to use his little lightning strikes or whatever Pikachu does. Besides yeah. just look cute and go, pinka, pinka, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I, like, just do that. I, I... But the thing is, is that, you know, the reason I think people buy Nintendo products is because, granted, at, you, at this point in life, you know they're not going to have a major title out there that's going to revolutionize the game, you know, type of thing. They're looking for the Super Mario game, the, you know, the Kirby game, the Legend of Zelda game. You're looking for the next generation of what the game is. Like, what's the next Legend of Zelda game should be? Right. You know, type of thing. And to do this... To polish it and just rehash it, this, like you've played it before. Now, now play, play it again. again right? It's prettier. And the, and the thing is, is that there is no hopes of a new Zelda game coming out because I even brought this article to light because I forgot it and it was buried deep in, in my near news <laughs> and we lost it. Was the fact is that that Nintendo is coming out with a new system, right? You know, right. So they're working on like upping their game in a way, but just by system alone, by console, right, so that, right. Like, technology. We'll be there for games finally. So it almost feels like, you know what, we're, since we're not, we're going to ignore new games for the Wii U because we're making new games for this system. So in the meantime, to keep those people coming back, we're going to just take our old games, repolish them, and sell for that system. Exactly. That's possible. That is very possible. And they're also probably banking on the fact, too, that just like in movies, anything old is new again. So, like, just because, like, since Star Wars is now hitting theaters, hey, the person who saw Empire Strikes Back was eight year, you know, ten years old, possibly. They also probably played Legend of Zelda when they were a teenager. They're going to want to play Legend of Zelda again, the same game over again, just in high def. I mean, a lot of people are making a big deal about um, we call Final Fantasy VII coming back, yeah. and it looks different and it looks great. 
But they're also like the game is too big to be able to put on one disc, so it's going to be like a, a serial kind of thing. It's like here's part one, here's part two. Like, is it going to be like how Telltale Games does it, where it's five episodes and you can kill it in like a weekend, or are they going to add more stuff? Because they, what I've seen so far, it looks great, and I'll probably buy that just for the nostalgia version to mm. see what they changed about it. But other than that, I'm like, I don't know if. I know I didn't really. I have almost. I think I almost finished Final Fantasy VII. Maybe this time around I will. I, I don't know, but I, it just seems to be like a lot of like Nintendo is very happy, kind of going. Oh, you know what? You liked Mario Brothers. Here's another Mario game. Like they're not trying. It doesn't seem like they're tr- trying to win. Yeah. It's like okay, you know what? While these two guys fight it out, we're gonna be happy making our games, and because it seems to be like a lot of gamers who were fans of the Nintendo system, own a Wii U, mm. and they'll buy old the old games again because it makes them ca- recapture their youth again. Right. <coughs> I just I'm the I'm in the camp though, like when you buy something like 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 I don't have a Wii U. It's probably the first time I didn't buy the next Nintendo All right. uh, uh system. And the only reason why is because I wasn't really impressed with their game you know list that they had. You know, I was okay with the Wii's you know, list their and, their new game lineup sucks, right? And 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 to me, it was just like when finally the new Zelda kind of game comes out, I'm gonna drop the money and buy a Wii U just to play the next Legend of Zelda game because right. that's to me was like the game to play on that system. I'll buy other games in the you know as like time went on because it's just like all right, you know what? I want to add my collection because I'm just not I'm not just gonna play this for one game. I'm gonna buy other right. games. And then that's you know, like to me, Nintendo will make money off of me just to do that. But to find out that the fact is, is that I have the game, I play it on the Wii or the Wii. Right. Like, why would I want to? Just because it's high definition and amiibo figures, or, or, it's, or, it's like. Or maybe because you you played it for the Wii, and all of a sudden here it is, like ten, fifteen years later. It's not even ten, fifteen years later. Well, that's okay. the thing that's sad about it. You know, I, like I said, I don't. To me, like I, when I see the working and i see the wii u like i have there's a whole section on the wall that says wii u we have more pre-owned games than we do new games and i'm not saying that they're like super mario maker is an awesome game you know what to you to me it's like hey you know what you like super mario brothers make your own level and share it with the rest of the world yeah Uh, who fucking cares like okay well you get to download other people's boards and play them Okay, okay, like I, there's nothing. Yeah, there. but I mean, like you know, like you, that. I mean, but that's a new game. That's not you're not getting no, Super no. Mario Brothers again well, we, and we, playing you, it. To me, you are because it's it's yet another Mario game. They have the Yoshi's Woolly World where instead of you're playing a Yoshi game, but now you're a ball of yarn. You know, it's it's like okay, how many Yoshi games are there out there? Now there's uh, half a dozen Kirby games out there. Yeah. It's like. All right, you know what? You guys keep using the same shit over and over and over again. You're not doing anything new. Like, okay, yeah, Yoshi's a ball of yarn. And here's an amiibo for Yoshi. And here's an amiibo for this. And you can put him in that world. I'm going, that's great. Make something new. Like, create a new character. Like, put yourself out there. Right. You know, like, I I don't need... Like, I got over Mario after Super Mario Brothers 2. Right. You know, or maybe Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm not going out there buying the next Mario game because I, I don't know. Like it's just like I had a happy childhood. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because it seems to be like everybody who who buys those games are so obsessed with like 
the recapturing of their youth going, oh, my God, I remember this game, and I had such a great time playing it. And I'm like, yeah, you had a great time because it was the best time of your life mm-hmm. because you were younger. You didn't have to worry about bills. You didn't have to worry about food, clothes, shelter. It was all provided for you. Yeah. All you had to do is wake up, go to school, come home, and do some homework. Yeah. That was it. You didn't have to worry about the rest of the world. So, yeah, obviously you pick up that video game to go play it again because you flash back to that time. Right. Because you don't want to admit to yourself that next week i got to pay an electric bill and I'm broke. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I get excited. Like, now I've been going to different stores and I've seen, like, Atari 2600 with 100 games, like, built into it. Yes. Like, it's like, you know what? I can recapture my youth. And it only cost me thirty bucks, right? You know, like you know, right. <laughs> like, it's like the, it's like I could play that one button, one stick controller, mm-hmm. you know, and just play that for hours on end and enjoy it, you know. Yeah, uh, we found the fountain of use. It's called old video games. Yes, yeah. I mean, like, like to be like that's it. Like to rehash the same thing over and over again and just polish it up and and you know, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna think they're gonna do that. I think it's just gonna be like. Here's the game. It works in high def. Well, they'll good take, luck with that. Well, they'll yeah. take the polygons instead of having the points. They'll round off the edges. Yeah, and then make it look high def, and they'd be like, "All right, it looks pretty and all." I, I don't know. I mean, it's just I think they're just buying time until the next system comes out. Yeah, and they've stopped making product. They probably have a bunch of games lined up for the Wii U, but it's just a matter of time before that they're going. Well, we have it planned out to do these releases just until. The next system comes out. That's why we're not doing anything different. That's why you're going to see the 37th version of a Mario in a video game because yeah. we have the rights to him, and it doesn't really co- it costs to make a Mario video game, but we're not paying an outside company to create their own game right. for, for us. Like, oh look, here's Just Dance 2016. Yay! You know <laughs> where is like you know there's no Batman Arkham Knight. There's no Battlefield. Right. You know no Battlefront. Like. You would think Nintendo would maybe like jump on the Star Wars bandwagon, but no. Instead, they sold the rights to Sony to be able to get Super Star Wars into the PS4. What? You know, you're like, Nintendo, you owned that at one point in time. <laughs> Why didn't you polish that up yourself? Yeah. Why didn't you high def that up and make it part of your Wii U collection? No, you were like, hey, you know what? Here's Sony. You can have it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we need the money. Sell Yeah. We sell need the- cheap. Yeah. All right. Anything else there, Ed? Well, we could go on, but I think it's time to call tonight. Okay, Ed, fine. We'll have a bonus article, a couple of bonus articles for the uh, bonus stuff for the podcast. Oh, Ooh. look at you! All right, kids. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and our Heart Radio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And don't forget to go to Facebook, type in Geeksters Radio into your search bar, and you'll see our Facebook page. Give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And um, if you want to tell your friends where you can download this show in podcast form. Or you want to download it yourself. Yes. And rehash the laughs. And listen to what going, okay, well, I heard the show. What are they going to talk about in the bonus material that Ed obviously said would stop the show to save it for the other? I got to know what that is. You can go to the About section on our Facebook page to find out where you can download it. If you haven't already downloaded it from wordswithgeeks.com. Or on iTunes. It don't cost nothing. Or if you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app, search for Geeksters, and we'll be there. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you may have seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week, folks. Bye! And we're back, folks. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. There is part three. But wait, Ed's holding a piece of paper. 
That means there's a bonus news article. That's right. Well, I got one of two. I, oh, uh, okay. You're going to let me choose? Or, I'll or... let you choose. All right. We could talk about the Muppets. Okay. Or we could talk about a sci-fi show returning to television. I, I see we do both. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued about the Muppets, even though I think I might have heard this article already, but I have to know what sci-fi show is coming back. So, so okay, okay, let's start with the Muppets. Well, apparently the, the Muppets show they think is maybe a little bit of trouble. The ratings are slipping. Yes, yes, I have I have read that. Yes, ahead. Well, you know, according to the the the, the last episode, they have uh, dropped uh, to uh, a, a dismal rating of one point one, which I don't know what that merely means in the television uh, world. I think it's like one point one million people watch it. Okay, and uh, you know, of course, they had it was called going 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 Gonzo, which had a. Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing a duet with Miss Piggy and uh, rocker... Um, Dave Grohl doing the drum off with Animal. Right. Yes. You've seen the episodes. I've seen the episode, and then last week's episode was uh, the Mindy Kingle or whatever her name Kaling. is. Yeah, doing the, the, the Christmas episode, yes. I thought. Yes. So, yeah, okay. Um, I th- All right, so go ahead. So they, they feel that, you know, because... And also the fact that the, the co-creator... And showrunner Bob Krishnall was leaving the show due to the behind-the-scenes problems involving the development process of the show. So the, the, the How I Met Your Mother writer and executive producer Kristen Newman will be taking over showrunning duties. So we're going to see how well they're going to do when they pick it up back... Uh, In February. February 2nd, yes. I, okay, what are your feelings? You know, I, I hope this show lasts because every show, every episode I still laugh. I laugh I st- hysterically. I still think it's funny. You know, I mean, like, I mean, a lot of people I know them had negative things about it, saying you know it's not really for kids. You know, and it's like, well, it's really for all ages. I mean, you know, the yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, putting the the Muppets in adult themes is kind of edgy a little bit, but it's not like something they don't hear in today's world with social media, the news, yeah. you know, the world going on around them. Well, just the Christmas episode alone, you know, there was still that whole, like, we're a family, let's stick together, you know. Like, there's still those wholesome values. It's in there, yes. There's Those morals are still there. It's just painted it with a different brush. Yeah. You know, you just have to pay attention to it, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So hopefully they that will. I mean, the good thing about it though is the person in charge who made How I Met Your Mother and that show lasted nine years. Yeah, um, it did kind of fall off. Had some good episodes and bad episodes, but overall, How I Met Your Mother was a, a pretty solid show mm-hmm. with some good, you know, good jokes in it. Right. Um, how it's going to translate? How that skill is going to translate to the Muppets? I don't know. Maybe it'll still be adult oriented, but maybe you won't see them at the bar as much, yeah. or maybe. You know, which is a shame too, because Ralph's is it's the perfect place for uh, you know. <laughs> yes, it's just it's it's perfect. You don't need him on the show because he owns a bar now. Yeah, like that's perfect, brilliant. <laughs> or maybe though they won't have like <laughs> you know, like I thought Peppy with the muscle shirt, like they, when they were doing the day online date, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love. The show makes me laugh so hard. And would Chip the IT guy needs his own show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, right now, I, I like the show. I think it's solid. I think it's funny. I can understand, again, we've talked about it, to kind of understand how people can be offended by it. Mm. But I think we are living in this world of overly political correctness. Yeah. That I think that once 
sooner or later the backlash will start to happen and you'll start seeing more shows push the edge of good taste apparently mm-hmm. and so what if it starts with the Muppets maybe it's gonna you know start a trend you know yeah. but <laughs> let's hope okay, we'll have to find out what, I mean what I find amazing is the fact that the shows last week's like I don't know how many shows they had in the can like it's not like they do it on a week to week basis they put a bunch in the can and mm-hmm. air them, you know so that means anything from February on hasn't even been produced yet yeah so I, I, I'm curious to see what they do like, right, you know, and I think it's going to be a mad scramble to be honest with you, because if if they have to take any of the advice that was given to them, I think they're going to have to retool some of the scripts that they might have had already written. Maybe you know, in in a way, and I I I hope they don't. I really I hope they kind of stay the course, because yeah. I just think you know, I mean, it, it's just really hard to really hard to judge because I mean, it's like is maybe it's the time slot they're in, and that's that's the, always the fear. That is, true, is an eight o'clock time slot. Yeah, it's on a Tuesday night on eight o'clock. Yeah. You know, Maybe switch it to try eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock. Yeah. You know, depending on what they have. If they have more um kind of like maybe find a different spot where a nine o'clock spot would work mm-hmm. better for them. Because I, I still think the show's solid and you know what? They have Netflix buy it. <laughs> That's my answer. Let <laughs> Netflix buy it and you'll see all crazy shit all crazy shit happening. <laughs> right, so what so now I, I have to know what sci fi show is coming back. It better be a good one. <laughs> well, the, what would be a bad show? Let's let's put it that way. Let's, um, uh, let, let, I mean, <laughs> bad sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. I, I really couldn't tell you because if it's a bad sci-fi show, I, I stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was that ding for? The bell is starting. Ding ding uh, ding ding. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a clue. Like maybe when you want to hear the name, I'll be like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you this title now, so it's a uh, Red Dwarf is making a return. Oh, okay. I love that show. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have the entire series on DVD, and then they made like one of the, like, because it was BBC. They made like a um, um, two like there was a, t- a tenth season, right? Um, and then there was like a kind of like a movie. It was like Red Dwarf Back to Earth. Where they come back to Earth, and they've someone's made a TV show about their adventures. It's very like, <laughs> very satirish. Yes. So, and then at the end, they want them getting stuck back in space. Yes, I, I, I that's the plot. I have yet to watch it because I wanted to watch the whole series. Again, it's one of those shows that kind of like I'm really into, and all of a sudden it falls off for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is also one of those 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 series that I get kind of annoyed with because I do have the entire series on DVD because mm-hmm. it's not on Blu-ray yeah. but yet I bought Red um, Red Dwarf 10 and Red Dwarf Back to Earth on Blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> it is the only series that I have that is that is a cross between DVD and Blu-ray yes well they're going to do uh, series 11 and 12 is the next okay. two in the series they're going to start filming it next year okay. and they're of course going to bring it to uh, 2016 and 2017 so we're going to start seeing it at the fall of 2016 <laughs> All right. Of course, and then the original cast will be back: uh, Craig Charles as Lister, Chris uh, Barry as Rimmer, Danny John Jules as Cat, and Robert Lawin as uh, Crichton. Yes, I, I, good. I'm glad. All right, I, I'm, I'm I'm in. I, I really did like that show. I never saw that show. It was, it was a show that I used to watch. When it was that and the young ones, like when British comedy was just starting, I was like a teenager, mm-hmm. and the BBC would do some British comedy, 
and I would watch it. Or what, thankfully for you know videotape, you could you know rent a movie or rent a series. So yeah, it was it was. It, some of the jokes were hit and miss with me, specifically because I'm American. Right. But uh, overall, I thought the show was very funny. Yes. Very very funny. So uh, I'm in. Okay. Uh, that, that I will allow. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, good. I'm glad we got some uh, bonus material in for you people. Um, but if you want to catch the show live, which, you know, you never know what can happen on that show. That's right. Not like you never know what's going to happen on this part either. <laughs> um, you can, on Sunday nights, 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. <laughs> iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And... If you enjoyed this program, which we hope you did, I mean, if you lasted through all three episodes, do us a favor. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. And while you're there, hit the About button so you can find out where you can tell your friends to download their own version of the show, their own copy of the show, if they haven't already gone to wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Or if you're a Google user, you can download any podcast app, search for Geeksters, and our show will be there for you. That's right. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or on Instagram at Geeksters Radio. Or if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about or just want to say hello, you can contact us, Sean at wordswiththegeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard or read and you think you might be interested or that you want to hear on the show, contact contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.